Life is full of questions, and often the answers are difficult. Stephen Baker seeks to answer various questions about life and faith using the Bible as his only source. Join in each week as Stephen tackles the challenge of life questions. Here's Stephen. This is the third in the series, The Folly of Atheism. We've talked so far about the fact that atheism really loses its foundation on a number of points and the last one we discussed was because it ignores the conscience within us and we were thinking about things like this that you know uh, in Nazi Germany for instance you'd have to say there's nothing wrong about killing six million Jews. If you're an atheist you might say well hold on a minute morality is determined by society there's no fixed right or wrong therefore if society says it's all right to kill six million Jews that's okay. This question was put in a debate between an atheist and a Christian and in a public venue and the atheist in the debate actually agreed, yeah, there was nothing wrong with killing six million Jews. But another man in the audience who was also an atheist, he cried out, no, 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 that's not right. He was incensed by the idea because he had a conscience and that conscience actually had been placed there by God, a moral conscience, the knowledge of right and wrong. If evolution is true, then we're just the product of circumstances, survival of the fittest, and morality really goes out of the window, so there's no need for it. So the moral conscience is a very strong argument against this whole idea of of atheism being a valid way of thinking. The first point we raised was that atheism ignores the creation round about us. These things are taken from a little book by a guy called Fraser Monroe, The Folly of Atheism, and you know it's very worthwhile buying it or reading it. You can get it online at Richie Christian Media. And the, the third one is that It ignores the cravings within us. And and what Fraser has done in this little booklet, he's referred us to the Bible. And the Bible talks about an emptiness in the heart of man. I've just done another piece on this about water. Let me just reflect on that a little bit. We need water to survive in life. It's a key component of the human physically. Uh, We can't survive without it. We can survive without food for a lot longer than we can without water. And water is symbolically used in the Bible to describe and to to reflect the cravings of the human heart. And there's a guy called Solomon in the Bible, and he wrote three books. He he wrote the Proverbs, or a lot of the Proverbs. He, He wrote Ecclesiastes, and he wrote Song of Solomon. And in Ecclesiastes, he is searching for answers, as many people are doing. And he tries everything. And actually, the, the key phrase that runs through Song of sorry through Ecclesiastes is this: "Vanity, vanity, all is vanity." He sees that life is empty, no matter whether it's education, whether it's sport, whether it's pleasure, whether it's excitement, whether it's sexual desires. It never can fully satisfy. And so he says, "There's nothing under the sun that can satisfy." But God has created us with an awareness of himself and an awareness of something bigger. And uh, what this little booklet does, it, it refers us to Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, where it says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. He has set the world or eternity and awareness of eternity in the heart. You see, the heart of man is too big to be filled just with pleasures and possessions. But God only can satisfy the heart of man. C.S. Lewis, who became a Christian, um, was one th- an atheist and an ardent one at that. He said this, creatures are, born, are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. A baby feels hunger because there's such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim because there's such a thing as water. And I find in myself, this is C.S. Lewis, a desire which no experience in the world can satisfy because the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. So atheism is foolish when it ignores the cravings that are within us. 
The fourth one here is that atheism is, is foolish when it ignores the care that has been shown towards us. There's a beautiful verse in the book of Acts that I often quote in chapter 14, and it says this, God did good, and he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. God has provided physically for us. He's provided emotionally for us. There are evidences round about us of care. Here's another man, a kind of famous Christian writer, Matthew Henry, and he says this about God. His goodness is his glory. How good that he fills our hearts with food and joy. Humanity's great benefactor, humanity's great philanthropist. God has shown care to mankind. And I put to you today that God's greatest care is this. The Bible says God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We have another set um, or another piece to do on this. For this one, remember that God cares for you. You may not care for him. That God loves you enough to send his son into the world. God has given you conscience. God has given you the evidence of the desires within your heart that need to be satisfied. And remember that you can drink deeply of the water of life. Come to the Lord Jesus. Trust him. He'll do better for you than this world can do. You're listening to Life Questions by Stephen Baker. An honest attempt to answer life's toughest questions using the Bible. Located in Liverpool, England, Stephen is active in spreading the Word of God through social media, blogging, radio broadcasts, and podcasts.